Hey, everybody, this is Patriot. Now, before we begin the show tonight, I just want to say a couple of words on behalf of the sponsor that I'm working with to help folks get out of the stock market and into precious metals as far as their 401k and their retirement accounts. Now, we all know that the de-dollarization process is accelerating with every passing day. We've seen a historic year in terms of bank closures, starting with Silicon Valley Bank. Just recently, it was announced that in one week, 64 brick and mortar locations and these are all subsidiaries and branches of the big Wall Street banks like PNC, JP Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. They're all consolidating. They're selling off their brick and mortar locations. They're getting ready for this big black swan event that all of us have been anticipating. And we all know, folks, that this trend that we've been seeing happening all over the world, this de dollarization process, is only going to accelerate into 2024. And so we have a narrow opportunity to get out of the rigged stock market casino and to take all of the wealth that we've spent an entire lifetime earning and accumulating and protect it with precious metals. Not only that, we're seeing gold and silver prices hitting new highs. My suspicion is we're going to see that trend continue and that glass ceiling that the cabal has suppressed precious metals with is going to break very, very soon. So not only are you going to be in a position to protect your wealth, you're also going to be in a position in my view, to profit from this very wise move. So I highly urge everybody out there to click that link in the description for patriotundergroundgold.com. You'll see how easy this process is, folks. This is an incredible company that I'm working with. I only bring the best to my audience. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out. Hey, everybody, this is Janine, and uh, I've got two exciting guests coming on here, Patriot Underground and Carrie Cassidy. And I just know that this is going to be a real good one because I was led to ask both of them to come and collaborate on the channel. And uh, <clears throat> so just give us a few more minutes out there. I am going to Facebook. I'm going to X and also Rumble. I see a lot of you guys are out there. And in the meantime, uh, let's just take a listen to uh, Field of Greens and why you should possibly invest in it for your new health for the new year. Hey, everyone, this is Janine, Field of Greens uh, by Brickhouse Nutrition. And that's how it's listed on Turn the Page That Social. Go on over and save at least 15% on your first order on Turn the Page That Social. A look under the Brickhouse Nutrition name. It contains an array of powerful fruits, vegetable herbs, probiotics, and a formula that is one of the most, most popular produced by brands with over 2,500 reviews. And uh, the Brickhouse Nutrition claims that it can, will boost the immune system, aid in body with detox and increasing energy levels and support a healthy metabolism. The Field of Greens formula is vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and USDA certified organic, meaning over 90% of the ingredients with the formula are organic. This product and the brand and, and the, that produces it, it certainly looks impressive. So I'm looking forward to seeing if the formula lives up to the hype. As you guys know, I'm, I'm now taking it. It's It's been a few days, and, and I'm going to check in at the uh, end of December and let you know how it's all going. So check out my field of greens and uh, on Turn the Page Stodge Social and save on your first time ordering it. And what exactly is the field of greens? It's, so the first impression of the field of greens is a, a green formula, which are good. 
right? The branding on both of the websites and the product isn't over the top exciting, but everything is smart and well thought through. It's a nice touch that can be found on the website is that it offers an array of recipes for use in the formula. Uh, the brand doesn't offer a huge range of products with only five other formulas. However, I don't think this is just a bad thing, as it's shown in the brand hasn't uh, tried to expand into areas where the, this may have uh, expertise and experience. Other products available include a sleep aid formula, multivitamin tablets, amino acids, and creative for formulas. And whilst all the other products are popular, Field of Greens is the most purchased. There are a lot of other people out there that are endorsing this product at this time. And uh, the serving size of the Field of Greens is 10, 10 um, uh, grams. It is a formula that contains over 25 ingredients. All these ingredients are certified USD organic, vegan, and gluten-free. And so it's looking good, and it actually tastes really good. So I hope you guys get a chance to at least get out there and try it one time. Take a look. There's charts, there's nutritional facts out there, and there's all kinds of information. And the, what is it made up of? It's made up of a blend of four grams. It has a spinach powder and a parsley powder, uh, organic kale powder, and the grass powder, uh, wheat grass powder, organic. There's all kinds of powders in these. There's uh, prebiotic fibers that are in there organic antioxidant there you got the red blends organic metabolism and the prebiotic blend and uh you guys take check this out it is really really good so um and there's also field of greens that are available both wild berry flavored and unflavored and there's also a raw product out there if you're not looking for the sepia uh there it is added in there for a little bit of a, a sweetness to it but it is it does taste really good and refreshing and light Without the pungent, grassy taste that some of the super greens formulas have, this is easy to drink and enjoy, as I do. And all you do is mix it up with water. All right, thanks for listening, you guys. Okay, and we're back. That was a really long uh, infomercial, if you will, but it's enough information to give you guys to, to, you know, uh, to understand exactly what it is. Uh, so moving forward, I have got... Um, uh, Patriot Underground in the green room at this time, and we're waiting for Carrie. But in the meantime, I'm going to bring him in and uh, just see if he's got any updates. And uh, hi, hi, Patriot, how are you? <laughs> hey, Janine, it's good to see you again. Thanks for having me back on. I really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you being here. Uh, number one, I, I, I love your information. And number two, I love your interviews. And I've seen him with Carrie. The chemistry is, to me, awesome. Uh, the way that you guys uh, can convey information to, to everyone out there. And um, so we're going to wait for her to come in shortly. And, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit uh, more. Um, uh, by the way, did you did you happen to hear from her? Is she coming in shortly? You know, I just sent her a couple of text messages. I haven't received a response, but I did make sure she has the link. So okay. hopefully she's in the process. I know that she is overseas right now. That's something that I don't know if you're aware of that, but yeah, she's, uh, I believe Carrie's in London. So that may okay. have something to do with the connection. Uh, maybe she's, uh, you know, got a little bit of a delay there, but I'm sure she'll be along. Okay. Yeah. We'll carry on. I did not know that she was, uh, wasn't local, but um, so you recently did an interview uh, with Nino Rodriguez, David Nino Rodriguez. And um <laughs> There's been so many interviews out there that are happening, and I, I'm going to just kind of put this out, put my show my cards here, if you will, is that there are a lot of people that are really, really confused about the information that's going out, including myself. So this is the reason why <clears throat> I thought I'd have you on here 
and hopefully Carrie will join us uh, shortly. But so we're moving into 2024. And they're, I'm hearing, I've got a little whiteboard here, if you see me looking over, and it's my notes that I have. And I, I'm hearing- I'm on down here, so yeah, you'll see me glance <laughs> off every now and then. So. <clears throat> okay, cool. So black swan events, scary events are coming up from, and this is this is multiple um, resources being, it could be the mainstream media, it could be X22, it could be the truther community, it could just be uh, true social, all the social media sites. There's going to be obviously election interference. There's going to be a supposedly a U.S. attack of the illegals. And I also I'm seeing videos out there where they're marching and gathering in other countries. And I just saw something today that was it looked CGI to me, but saying we're not stopping here. We're moving into the U.S. And so, you know, I, I haven't got formed a question yet. So let me bring Carrie in here. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Very good. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we appreciate the time that you you, you know you you basically to be here. I haven't asked a question yet, so you're jumping in right at the right time. And so what I'm basically kind of summing up is a world in 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 a whole, if you will, is seeing a lot of tragedy, a lot of different things that are happening. It's not just the United States. It's not just the you know uh, fights and uh, you know misinformation. It's worldwide. The only thing that I'm not hearing from anybody is how how are we going to is there a plan for any type of a tragedy is there a plan locally is there a plan uh globally and i know that you guys have interviewed so many people out there today and i'm going to throw this one over to patriot and just say with all these things that we're being told that are actually going to happen you know uh you know the near-death experiences or just the uh the border uh infiltration if you will um, have any of you talking with any of the interviews, has anybody come up with a solution to, to what we may be able to do to protect ourselves? Well, as far as a solution, and hey, Carrie, it's great to see you again. Uh, as far as a solution, I, I think that's uh, the million dollar question, so to speak. I mean, we really don't know what form this is going to take. And obviously, we've been discussing a near-death experience now for a couple of years. I think it was uh, it, it's been at least a couple of years since we've been speculating about what form this is going to take on. You mentioned black swan events. We're all expecting there's going to be some sort of a downturn, a major downturn in the stock market. I mean, how bad it's going to actually get that really, you know, that's anybody's guess as well. I'm actually interviewing Jim Willie to get an update on that uh, tomorrow. So I'm curious to get his take on that. I defer to him uh, in many ways in, in terms of what's coming on the economic front. But, you know, I, I did just interview Nino and. Um, I and thank you, Carrie, for for putting that together. That was awesome. Uh, we had a good conversation. And uh, as I was telling you, Janine, before we started, um, I would I was actually in touch with Mike Gill a couple of days before that. And of course, there's been this huge controversy that's been uh, exploding, I guess you could say, in the Patriot community, because Mike, yeah. Mike has been really persistent coming out there. And he's actually the, the most recent interview that he did. Uh, with Michelle Moore, I just watched it today. Uh, it's it's really um, in a lot of ways he's sort of characterizing this this major divide in the Patriot community that 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 a, a, a large swath of the Patriot media is under deep state control and ultimately mm -hmm. we're coming back to Flynn. And of course, I mean we're we're sort of familiar with the narrative, but I think it's it's causing a lot of people a lot of confusion. I think that alongside the uh, statements that Juan Osaban made on Nino's show. And I did ask him a little bit about that. I didn't want to 
uh, you know, grill him or anything like that. I mean, Nino and I are just getting acquainted. So I wanted to have a cordial conversation with him. But, you know, I did ask him his his overall take on what Juan had to say about citizens having to pick up arms. I know Carrie and I have discussed this at length. We we text frequently and, you know, just kind of share ideas back and forth. And what's that actually going to look like? And I know that Carrie, she'll speak to this in a moment, I think for, for a long time has predicted that we were going to have some sort of major civil unrest, if you want to call it that, slash civil war type of scenario when it when it all came down to it because of the severity of the border situation. And that really is, I think, the, one of the big questions that nobody really has an answer to. There's speculation about whether or not these individuals have been brought in by the White Hats, have been infiltrated by the White Hats, maybe not entirely brought in by the White Hats. I think that's uh, what a lot of people are, are hoping is the case. But we know that there are millions upon millions of these individuals who have come into the country. It's verifiable. There's a lot that we don't know in terms of what's being staged, how we're being manipulated and so forth. But I've heard enough uh, eyewitness accounts of people at the border, including Nino, who, who lives right in that general area. He says that this this is very real. These people are coming across the border every single day. They're flooding in here. They're military aged males. And so there's going to be there's it seems to me like there's got to be some kind of a deep state play that they're going to make involved. They didn't bring all of these people in here just to be a voting block, especially now that we know that they can steal elections anyways. They don't really necessarily, I don't really buy that argument. I think that these individuals were brought in here for nefarious purposes. And the big question is to what extent the military is going to play a role in that whole situation, because that was the big, uh, I think the, the big eyebrow raiser in that conversation was when Juan said that, you know, Nino said to him, are we going to have to pick up arms and, and go to go to war with these people in our own soil? Are we going to be the military in essence? And and Juan, he didn't really say directly that, but he said, we're going to have to go into battle with these people on our own soil. He said it's going to be murderous. He, he does say ultimately we're going to get through it. And I think a key piece to also mention here is that and Carrie and I have discussed this as well, is that they've gamed this out using uh, supercomputers. They've, they've, that's in essence uh, what Juan has, has laid out, that there were two different paths that we could have gone down after the election was stolen. One would be would have been Trump uh, having Sidney Powell draw up that Insurrection Act and actually signing it. And he says that the computers and the generals agreed by that analysis that we would be led by degrees to civil war. And that situation, and that's really been one of the primary objectives is to avoid that situation. And so now we're being presented with a situation or a scenario that looks like it's imminent. We don't know exactly when it's going to happen, what form it's going to take on. But now it seems to a lot of people out there that there's been a narrative shift that, you know, that uh, people are starting to question because a big element of that conversation with Juan had to do with the military not being in place because they've been shipped over to Ukraine, because they've been shipped to the Middle East, they've been shipped all over anywhere but the border to be to be able to protect us. So people are wondering now, well, what does that exactly mean? To what degree are people going to have to get involved in kinetic fighting? What's that going to look like, et cetera? And then so that's one narrative. And then, of course, the other narrative was the one that I referred to, which is Mike Gill, basically saying that this was all a setup right from the right from the beginning. And that the Insurrection Act was uh, was drawn up to fail and that this was all an attempt to basically interfere or intercept, I think is the word that he used, uh, all of his evidence getting to Trump. But then at the other, but on the other hand, and I've actually spoken to Mike privately on the phone, he says that, yes, in fact, Trump does have Pandora's box. He's got all the evidence. He didn't answer my question when I asked, well, where did he get it? Because he didn't want to reveal that information on the phone or really at all. 
but there's, you know, so there's this big, uh, I guess you can say there's kind of these two separate narratives that are going right now. And if you listen to what Mike Gill is saying, he's basically kind of characterizing Q as a psyop and saying that this whole situation was was all set up by the feds and by Flynn and all of these things. And I, I don't think a lot of people, including myself, want to believe that because obviously, I mean, my whole show was was springboarded on that on the whole notion of Q and, and everything that we learned from Q. So to find out at the end of the day that that was a psyop, I think that's something that a lot that's a pill a lot of people would never want to swallow. But I think the big the the big issue here is that people just want to know the truth. They want to know who the who they can trust. Um, and I think uh, for now, what I'm doing is, I mean, I, I had Nino on my show. I'd be more than happy to have Juan on my show. I've made that very clear. If he's willing to come on my show to, to talk about this, I'm going to have Mike Gill as well. I see myself as an objective observer, as someone who, you know, I'm not going to take sides one way or another. I talked to Nino. I thought he was a really honest guy. I thought he, he was great to talk to. Uh, I didn't really get uh, my spidey senses up that there was something off with him. I think he's a good guy. Um, I've always felt the same way about Juan O'Savin. Uh, as far as General Flynn goes, I, you know, I, I, I kind of have some mixed thoughts on that. And I'm sure Kerry can expand upon some of the uh, ways that we view General Flynn and his role in this whole operation. Because I think for the most part, we're, we're pretty much simpatico on uh, what General Flynn, what I believe he's doing behind the scenes. But really what it comes down to is either... Gill is telling the truth and and uh, and Flynn is a bad guy and always has been a bad guy or there's more to the story and that Flynn is playing both sides as sort of a double agent, if you will, to be able to game the enemy and that Juan is involved in that as well. So I think I'll just kind of leave it at that and I'll, I'll pass it over to Carrie because I'm sure she could probably weigh in on this very well. Thank you. Carrie. Uh, well, I, I, you know, there's a lot there, but bottom line is, uh, I guess I'll just lay it out as I see it. First of all, I think Nino did a great job on your show, Patriot. Uh, and I, I think that he said a couple things that Juan has not said. And I think those are the things that really stood out for me in that particular show. One of them is that it, he, well, he was referring to AI, but he said supercomputers and or AI, I think. Uh, he was talking about them basically triangulating uh, the tactics and, and looking at what it would, you know, doing the scenarios, feeding them into this, you know, this AI or computer over and over again, thousands, if not millions of times, okay? And that this scenario was feeding back that in order for us to take back the world and our country from these uh, what are in essence actually invaders, <laughs> in a sense, if you want to get back to the Elohim Anunnaki question that seems to be rising to the surface at this point, uh, invaders from outer space, okay? So we, the human race, have been inter uh, interacted with, intervened with, uh, our genetics have been changed over the years. We are now uh, basically a melting pot of uh, genetic engineering and uh, different races and beings from off planets as off planet as well as inner earth likely and and so on. So when you look at the bigger picture and that's something that Ashiana Dean often did uh, and does and she's got these very important books that I recommend constantly, and they're on my website, front page, 
and and these are called the Voyager books. So they go back in a history of humanity and the number of wars that have been waged not only off planet, but on this planet and interacting with humans. So we are not sort of new to this subject. Humans have been dealing with our um, sort of invaders, if you will, for eons and eons, going back to the Anunnaki, who are also called the Elohim in the Bible. They're called the Elohim. Uh, and, and this is, you know, those from heaven to earth came. Heaven hello, is basically outer space, okay? It's, you know, try to wrap your mind around the, the mentality back in the day and this idea, which seems to have proliferated uh, through the centuries, that is something of a misnomer. It's not heaven, it's outer space, it's other worlds, mm-hmm. all right? We could call it other dimensions even. So mm-hmm. we're looking at a scenario that's actually bigger than the United States, bigger than than the everyday life that we lead here on the planet, um, and that these individuals who are trying to rule rule out over us, who are called the Illuminati for a lack of a you know pop, better bucket term, if you will, and they are the cabal. They are the dark side musician uh, magicians, not musicians, <laughs> dark side magicians. And uh, and and that's what we're talking about. So just to put that all in context, as far as I'm concerned, is important. Now, since they've got AI and they're able to diagram out possible scenarios, this is, of course, what the White Hats are doing. Now, people like Mike Gill and I've tried to educate him on my own, texting back and forth and so on and so forth, as well as the rest of the world. My understanding of what are the White Hats? What are they made up of? And I've said repeatedly, they're inspired by the Kennedy assassination to create themselves as a secret society. They have done so. They use some of the same techniques that the secret cabal does use. You know, they're not that many ideas, new ideas under the sun, if you will. So if you're going to try to hide in plain sight, more or less, and try to have an influence, then there are certain things you do. And we're talking about actually intelligence agencies who operate in a similar vein, all right? And some of whom are part of the White Hats and some of whom are not. Some of of whom are working for what I call the Biden show. And yes, having to do with open borders, et cetera. Now, I don't know why it's such a hard concept for people to grasp. The White Hats are made up, and I got involved with the White Hats long before they ever went forward as Q. So I don't see them as a PSYOP. I see them as, if you will, even a secret military organization, secret by actually need, all right, in order to stay alive. So this is what they have done. They have been covert. They have done a lot of things along the Sun Tzu art of war ideas, which have to do with, you know, pretending to be less than you are, uh, putting your weakest foot forward, uh, misleading your enemy into thinking that you're weaker than you are, all of these kinds of tactics. That also means operating in secret, okay, operating with the element of surprise if and when you can. Now, for my part, I am not totally in sympathy with this idea of them being totally secret and also of them putting their weakest foot 
forward all along this trajectory, but they did have a reason. So they have a, a modus operandi, if you will, a reason for acting and doing what they do. And if you don't understand that the White Hats are a, an organization that is actually worldwide, and I know this for a fact, that's all I can tell you. I've interacted with a few of their members, uh, both in this country, the United States, and, and I know there are some in England and other places. So I'm actually in the UK right now. So understanding that, so that they, and, and, and again, I know this is controversial, but I, I've been talking about it for a long time. If you don't know that the heads of the White Hats are basically Trump and 107, a.k.a. John F. Kennedy Jr., then you don't understand the history and the motivations of this organization. Okay, if you gel it down to that, then you begin to follow the trajectory of two young men who were born and raised at mm -hmm. the peak, basically, of the Illuminati. Do you understand that? They learned everything the Illuminati were about. In essence, Carrie, Carrie, if I can interrupt you at this point. Yes. Juan, or, yeah, Nino was just on Patriot Underground's channel, and he said 107 is not John F. Kennedy Jr. He was very clear about that. So yeah, there, I know, again. I know. But will okay. okay, but you have to understand Nino's relationship to Juan. And if you don't understand that, you don't understand anything. Now, I know we know Nino very well. And I can tell you, you know, I've met him in person. I've had many interactions with him. He's going to do his job. He has signed, unlike me, he has signed a non-disclosure act, okay, with them, okay? And they did require that kind of uh, security oath, okay, which Juan has made very clear to me in person, by the way. And I can tell you that Nino probably signed that. What that means is he has to deny who Juan really is to the public at all costs. That's his job. He's a soldier in their organization. I am not a soldier in their organization, okay? I asked to join, they didn't, they said it was too late, whatever their real reasons were, whatever. But I'm telling you that Nino is protecting Juan, which is his job as a soldier, so I don't fault him there, okay? And again, People need to wrap their minds around these two secret military organizations. One is basically the Illuminati, okay, the mm -hmm. Dark Magicians, and the other is the White Hats. So those are the primary movers and shakers that we're dealing with here on the planet at this time. And one of them, again, is led by at least the front man of Trump. OK, and this is where you get this outpouring, uh, people showing up and just go, you know, really, uh, I, I don't know what you want to call it, adulating uh, Trump. It's not Trump the person so much as what he has represented to us, yes. which is walking in the footsteps again of JFK Jr.'s father, JFK, and the inspiration that he provided that we could fight against this cabal, that we could take back our planet. And that's exactly what JFK was all about before he was killed in Dealey Plaza. So, so when you don't understand the bigger picture, you don't understand anything. Well, I, I think most of the people in my audience uh, do understand it, but I think it's also my coming. My field does not understand it. Okay. So I am do going through this, not for the people that don't understand. I mean, do understand, but for those who don't understand. And Mike Gill is one of them.
Now he wants to be in denial about all that. Other people do as well. I, I you know, I even took a, a recent a photo that I took a year ago, clearly demonstrating that Juan O'Savin is in disguise. Whether you think he's JFK Jr. or not, there's no doubt that that man in that photo is in a disguise. He's wearing a fake beard. He's wearing a fake stomach. He is not that persona that you're seeing. And if you don't right. know about m body masks, they're huge. And they, you know, they're used in all the movies nowadays. And um, it's 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 very, very, in, you know, interesting dilemma. CIA, there are videos on the Internet, if you haven't seen them, where the CIA show you that you can be completely deceived by meeting someone who's wearing a mask. OK, and they, it's a full head mask. It will often often include the hair and so on and so forth. So, so, Carrie, if I could just stop you there, I think a lot of us are aware of this. But my question right before when you were coming in, you might not have grasped it, is that. We know that all of this is happening. It's good against evil. You know, if you want to say, you know, it's it's it, and that's what it is. Right. It's good against evil at this point. A lot of people are confused. They'll admit it. Some of them are getting kind of tired of the shit show. But what I'm basically coming back from is how do we change if it's up to the people? And I've heard Juan say this many times. If it's up to the people, how do we cha change that trajectory? How do we or what is it that I, I'm not hearing the solution? I hear biblical things. I hear. I hear a lot of things that we where we're going with it that might happen to us. But if we try to stay in the now in the moment right now, what is it that we, the people, where we go one, we go all are supposed to be doing at this point in time on, on December 27th? You know, or your time would probably but be as far as I'm concerned. It's obvious. I mean, if if you hear that an A.I. has diagrammed out the various uh, alternatives of action, and you find out that for, after thousands of, of, of sort of going through these scenarios, it's coming out with the same thing. Then you can understand why both Juan and Nino are saying this is probably going to be where we end up going. Now, there can always be what you call the X factor. OK, there's you could call it the divine. You could call it intervention, even from other ET races, et cetera, from my point of view. But the bottom line is that we're going to have to fight and defend sacred ground, however that manifests. And that's another matter. Now, I can tell you that there it is complex because what happens with the White Hats is they have a scenario. They had a plan that made them think the best thing was to do was to allow the dark side, the Biden show that stole the election, et cetera, to do their worst. In other words, to destroy the United States up to the minute when it would be taken back. All right. So we're we're coming up to that minute. All right. And the fact of the matter is, if that means that we have to defend our homes against invaders, well, it seems kind of obvious we will. But how is that going to manifest? How are these hidden sleeper cells that are now embedded all through our country going to be exposed and taken, you know, asked to be leaving. I mean, I know there are certain people, uh, podcasters out there saying that, you know, they're going to be sending them out and, you know, Trump's going to emerge somewhere, somehow. And basically, uh, he's, he's even said it's going to be the biggest exodus out of this country of illegals. OK, so whether he can really pull that off at a, this late date, I don't know. In a certain sense, we do have a in a 
it's a battle. Okay. There's no, I don't think you can step away and say it's not a battle. I think you have to at least admit that much. And then how deeply you and individuals will be involved, I don't know. It depends where you live, how many illegal, you know, plant, uh, plants there are in your area, how, how they decide to act, what under orders, what they will do, what kind of uh, munitions they have gotten their hands on. You know, I mean, these, these are logistics, right? But there's right. no doubt that the bottom line is you don't have to wonder. This is a battle and it's coming down to taking our country back before right. we can deal with the rest of the world. So I, I, I have to say that, you know, I don't think it's a, a big quandary. I think we are clearly in it. I think we have been uh, if you want to say that the White Hats did something that you don't agree with. And it's in the sense that they let them in, which is what the scenario is. They let them in. OK, once in a while, they said this or that Trump protested about the border or so and so. But in essence, they have let the Biden administration, which is clearly an illegal administration. OK, and I have mm -hmm. gone into detail on this. I'll do it again. But I can tell you that the Department of Defense Law of War Manual says clearly that and the, and Juan talked about this a couple of years ago when this when Biden first took office, he said in that law of war manual, which is based on the Geneva Convention and is what the United States supposedly was supposed to follow. It said that that the we could wait or we should wait. Our soldiers could wait for one year while we were invaded and just sit around on their asses and let the invaders do what they wanted. Well, they certainly did that as far as we know. Right. They could have been fighting battles behind the scenes, things we don't know, things in secret, underground bases. There's lots of evidence of that. But nonetheless, they did not throw these people out. And after the year, which came to January, I think, um, 2022 or 21, 22, I guess. 20. So Biden took office in January of 2021. So 2022, one year later. Our military, the ones loyal to Trump, loyal to our country, loyal to the Constitution, had every right, according to the Law of War manual, to take back our country. They did not do so. They stood down again. And here we are sitting here now in 2023, going into 2024, very close to January 2024, right? So, and they have been now, we're being told that somehow the country is going to be taken back. Juan of Savin is hinting that, you know, all the podcasters out here are basically thinking now's the time. So something is going to be instigated. Now, I don't agree that the, the, the troops loyal to Trump have been sent overseas. I do not believe that. I believe they're not stupid. OK, I, I try to put myself in the mind of the generals and basically say, what would you do if you're planning to take your country back? I don't know, in six months, you know, or three months or two months. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't send your troops out of the country. You would keep them here. Right. I think there are plenty of troops from what, what Juan says as well that are still loyal and deceived by the Biden show. Biden is run by the CCP. You know, um, when you go back to Radcliffe, uh, the head of all the intelligence agencies, yeah. he clearly said we were invaded by the CCP. They were in. They took over our election. There was interference at the very least. And then Congress 
did not choose to vote on whether to investigate that. They simply stood down again. So you okay, have- so with with the, all that information, now Carrie, last time I had you on my show, we're kind of regurgitating almost the same information back in May, where we we you know basically somebody is out in the chat. By the way, you guys can't see the chat here unless you're out on Rumble, but they're basically saying uh, the black hats uh, hide the truth, the white hat hides the truth. We know this; it, it's 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 a war. You know, nobody's going to show their hand in any of this, but. You know what? It's if it, people are basically, you know, it, it's just so much misinformation out there right now. And what you guys are bringing to the table will help somebody, you know, clarify exactly what is what is actually going on. But like moving forward, we've got this Mike Gill out there who seems to be extremely popular right now. And uh, you know, I, I'm going to throw it back to Patriot in in um, you know your conversation that you were actually saying, Patriot, is that. Uh, you're going to have him on your show. You're going to ask him some deep questions. And I guess from my perspective uh, is that he has an NDA. He has the intel. He has information. He got upset with Juan by, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I don't know it word for word, that why is there not more information out? And that's what people, we the people are actually looking for. Where's the more information that we need to understand what is going on, even though that they are, you know, the white hats are protecting us uh, to take over the country. Uh, Patriot, what do you think? Well, I think according to Mike Gill, that all that information that you're talking about is is basically the Pandora's box. I mean, if you're listening, if you're believing in what Mike Gill is saying, and in essence, that really it's the key, not just to, uh, you know, to the local community, you know, the, the New Hampshire, I mean, this, this goes way beyond New Hampshire. I know that Kerry agrees. This is a global network and it, it was run in many, I mean, not, not in only in New Hampshire, but that was a major hub of uh, all mm-hmm. of their financial transactions, all of these dummy shell corporations, you know, the LLCs and so forth. So the, the interesting thing about Mike is that nobody is saying, even the people that he is coming out and, you know, throwing, throwing fireballs at, no, even those people aren't saying that his information is insignificant in any way. In fact, they're saying just the opposite. And he's so I think really what it comes down to is whether or not, like I, I sort of alluded to this before, whether or not Mike uh, is simply uh, upset and angry because he's been cut out of the plan that he hasn't been read in. And, and Carrie and I have talked about this. Whistleblowers often, you know, they come forward with their information and then they often feel as if they've sort of been discarded. Uh, we know that this is a very complex plan. And we know that one way or another, Mike Gill is going to play a role in the end game and bringing down the enemy is the way I see it. I think that it's pretty much universally agreed upon um, the way that I view, because there are a lot of things, there are a lot of factors in play right now. We've got the question of Trump's immunity. We've got the question of whether or not he's going to just be removed off the ballot. I know that I think it was Michigan kept him on the ballot. If, I, mm-hmm. if I, I'm not mistaken, it was Michigan. We yes. know what happened in Colorado. And what he's saying is, is that you watch and see, this is Mike Gill saying, you watch and see that one way or another, that he, he, he seems to think that, that Trump has three options, basically, that he's either going to open up the Pandora's box, he's going to expose all of this evidence, or he's going to take a deal of some sort, and he's going to drop out of the race. And that Flynn is going to step forward, and that he's been running for president this entire time covertly by, you know, going out there under the auspices of trying to raise money for Trump and this, you know, the Patriot movement. And he believes that Flynn is going to maneuver himself in there at the last second. And I think that there are some questions that 
when they get answered, when, you know, you asked like, what are we supposed to do at this point? And I think I agree with Kerry in essence, we have to sort of let this play out at this stage of the game, because there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. I mean, if Michael Flynn does emerge, if, if somehow Trump, and this is just my view, if Trump drops out of the race for whatever reason, you know, whatever, whatever spin they want to put on it, but if, if for whatever reason, Trump is no longer in the race and then Flynn emerges, then I think that's going to add a lot of credibility to what Mike Gill is talking about. And, and that's just the thing is I, I remain an objective observer here. I'm not suggesting that he's right or wrong. He could be right. He could be wrong. Uh, I have my my instincts. But right now, I think it's it's important to just let these let these questions play out and see. I mean, if if he Michael Flynn emerges to, like I said, to run for president, I think that adds some credibility to what Mike Gill is saying. Um, if, on the other hand, they're not able to maneuver Trump out of the race and we see favorable rulings and we see that Trump, you know, staying on the ballot and, and things seem to be on course for the next election. And I've said many times, I don't think we're going to have a, another election before we have some sort of a major uh, event. And the way I, I the way I view it is it's going to be a scare event of some kind. Is it going to be the massive border invasion where all these sleeper cells are triggered and we have to defend our families? I, I think that that's a legitimate possibility. I, I agree with Kerry. Like I said, I mean, these individuals weren't all brought over here for no reason and not to be activated at a certain point. But I also agree with Kerry that I think that Trump, uh, I'm sorry, that Juan is really downplaying the role that the military is going to play, that there are a lot more military assets that are in play and have been in position for a long time. We can't forget that Trump activated you know, the National Guard. He did a whole bunch of things behind the scenes and his his executive orders have been renewed and all of these these uh, these facts that we know have occurred behind the scenes. So I think that the military is going to play a major role in whatever's coming. Do I think that we're going to get out of this unscathed? No. Did I ever think that we, there wasn't going to be a major uh, scare event of some sort? I mean, who knows? It could be multiple things at once. I mean, if you listen okay. to what Juan says, he says there's going to be a. So, so, what, so what I would I'm, I'm going to uh, politely interrupt you. So what I would tell everybody is what they're laying out for everyone right here is multiple choices of things. And when you just plan for your own family, your own neighborhood, your own your own self for whatever, whatever it might be. Nobody it, nobody has maybe uh, Carrie can see into the future here, but <laughs> nobody can really clearly see. Because of all of the misinformation, all of the bullshit, the, the shit that's being slung out there left and right, you open up X and it's, oh, my God, you know, a clip high is just as is, is high as he could be with information out there attacking uh, everything. But it comes down to is what Kerry started out with. You know, there, it could be an alien invasion. It may not be an alien invasion, but we have to be able to see all these different options. What other way that you go into combat is to know your options and, and the, the lay of the land in order to protect your land. Carrie, do you, you have any uh, other thing to add to what Patriot was saying? Well, yes. Uh, you know, I, I think it may be there's a tendency to give Mike Gill, um, you know, to sort of slant the narrative in his direction a little too much, uh, other than the fact that he came forward at this juncture. And it's kind of an interesting timing. The way I saw it, 
And, you know, I, I have had dialogues with Mike behind the scenes. And I basically said, you know, look, what you want is he wants Trump. He told me point blank. He wants Trump to use his name so that he will be safe. He feels he will be safe if Trump will just use his name, refer to him, not necessarily say anything about the, the information he, he has given them. Now, there's also this plot behind the scenes that is maybe not real, maybe uh, sort of now this would be a kind of a psyop that the White Hats could run, which involves General Flynn, who has been playing both sides his whole entire career. OK, so he is known to have these intelligence skills, these spy skills, super spy skills of playing both sides. And it's very likely you know, that he is being painted as a bad guy, but he's actually a good guy behind the scenes. And he's actually doing the bidding of the White Hats. Now, one of the ways the White Hats also operate is to play both sides the way the Illuminati do and to do it secretly. OK, so they would send somebody like General Flynn out on the scenario to basically kind of act like he was going to come up uh, I guess, against Trump, and he was going to be an alternative to Trump. But in reality, he's probably a loyal soldier uh, falling into line behind Trump and under orders on top of it by the White Hats. Now, these are scenarios that you can either accept or reject. I'm not saying, you know, one's right or wrong. I'm saying my my theory on it is that he is actually under orders by Juan and Trump. And I've stated as much on my Telegram and other places. So as far as I'm concerned, I've watched him pretty carefully. I don't trust him. I don't think he's a trustworthy guy. I, I think he's clearly demonstrated such a great ability to play both sides that he's he's a slippery element. All right. And I, I but I do think it's very possible that when Okay, this is how Trump operates. When Trump rescued him from jail, he would have made him an ultimate deal. He would have said, "You, I do this for you, you do this for me. Are you in or are you out? End of story. They have to stand by their word. That's actually in the end of the day, even the Illuminati side, that's all they have. All right. So these characters that are part of this scenario have to be seen in that light. Now, as we move forward, I don't know why or who started this narrative of Trump not making it through to the end of the race. You know, I think this is ludicrous when you look at his win. OK, his winning run is happening right in front of your eyes. Maybe it's just the tendency of humans to want to doubt when things are going great. They want to look at the negative. But as far as I'm concerned, there's no way in hell Tr Trump is ste stepping out unless he's, you know, he's killed. OK. And I know there's certain people that like to talk about he's already dead and all this kind of nonsense. But they do have doubles. And the double is probably the most operational Trump at this time. The, the theory is that Trump, of course, is hiding out in, uh, you know, in, in, in Cheyenne Mountain. And, and that makes sense. All right. So when you look at this scenario, you've got to remember, we have had presidential doubles going back before the, the Kennedy assassination. This is known. It's just not talked about. OK. And so why why isn't it talked about? Think about this. 
a president or any other member of uh, uh, Congress or even, you know, a vice president cannot come in, out and say, well, my double did this or that. I don't agree with this or that that they did. You know what I mean? And some of them do go off the reservation, so to speak. All right. So yeah. this is what we're talking about. We're talking about a scenario where people are playing roles. They're fluid. They're moving from one side to another. They're in disguise. A lot of them in disguise. A lot of them could be clones. We know that the White House has supposedly held some tribunals. There are supposedly um, I interviewed this guy called the real police chief. He's a lovely man. He has a website. It's something like buymeacoffee.com. It's it's not like there's a, a, a faker out there who is faking his stuff. He's on Twitter, who's lying about all the things he says. But if you go to the real place, I've interviewed this guy. I asked him every question under the sun. You can make your own decision about him and his information. What I'm trying to say here is that I think some of these things are being run as psyops by the White Hats to sort of take the um, the energy and to spread it around so that people are not so um, it's not all combustible, combustible to such an extent. There's a, a way to sort of dissipate the pent up energy of the crowd, if you will. But but there's no way that Trump's backing down. OK, no way in hell. As far as I yes. know, he okay. is a great negotiator. That's how he got to be where he's at. Absolutely. So why not negotiate with every damn um, chess move out there with every uh, deep state person? And, you know, it, you know he, he, he basically brought to our attention who the swamp was. And so why not do that with the, the, the white hats or the alliance, if you will, or whatever it might be? So we need to keep those options. We need to broaden our our mind on this and. Uh, you know, this this, uh, you, you know, this whole thing has been going on for centuries and for years and for people to want it to be over with like that um, is just wishful thinking because, right. you know, it took them so many years to take over us. Right, Carrie? But I, I, yeah, but I do. I do think it's important to understand Mike Gill's position and his psychology in the moment. So he has a, sort of a big whistleblower testimony that he tried to deliver to the Trump team, that he believes he was actually, uh, I think Mike Gill was, um, I mean, Mike, General Mike Flynn was uh, assigned to take the testimony from Mike Gill. And after he delivered it, he assumed it would go right to Trump. It probably did, but Trump has not come forward and admitted that. And they haven't acted on it. Now, the White Hats are notorious Thus, through the last six or seven years, you will see that they have not acted on a lot of things that came forward. They are basically keeping their powder dry is, is an, a saying. OK, this is how they operate. What they do is they actually let their enemies in. They let them in close. They watch them close. Pence was an enemy. They mm -hmm. had to know he was a pedo from day one. OK. They, you got to understand, they, they've scenarioed this out so many times and so many angles. They are not stupid. They're not operating like some superficial group. This is war. 
This is serious. They are a military organization. Keep that in mind. And a lot of people don't even know this, but Juan is a high level military officer. So he may just come on and chat and sound like a regular guy and go out and sign books, but he's actually an intelligence agent for all intents and purposes. Doesn't it I, I met him in Vegas also. Organization. It means he is a member of the White Hats. Listen, I'm going to have this guy. I think he's called um, Ricardo Bossi. He's a very uh, sophisticated military operative from Australia. He has said, the country of Australia owes owes the White Hats a huge huge debt. They are they are a very uh, real organization, et cetera, et cetera. This is not some guy to be messed with. Okay, he's not lying to the public. All right. So all I can tell you is, if you don't want to believe that, then you know I don't know. Go believe in the fairy godmother or something. But this is this is the real feet on the ground information i have i've met 107 numerous times i've also met his double okay wayne willett who looks nothing like him when he's out of disguise and who has blue eyes and has a completely different personality by the way and i've been eye to eye with him i mean for you know arguing with him for a few hours and things like that to his face so all i can tell you is you can believe what you want to believe but I have gone out of my way to make this stuff clear to people. Now, where is it going to go? We don't know. But I can say that I don't think when Mike Gill looks at the, this organization from the outside, he has not been educated as to the nature of the, the organization he's looking at. He doesn't understand the players. He doesn't understand how the roles they play. He thinks he knows what he knows because people are telling him stuff. But again, Intel is cheap. And you can tell Mike, you can tell him that Flynn is a, is a traitor, okay? There's reasons to believe he could be, okay? But I don't think so. I think they had to bring him on side. I don't think if he was a traitor once, which he could have been, I don't think he is anymore. I think he has to follow their lead. Otherwise, he probably doesn't even have a life. Understand that. Because when Trump comes back, all these people are fighting against him. Uh, many of them are going to go down. They're going to go down on charges. They're going to go down in a military court. All right. So and they know this. OK, so they're fighting with everything they have to take you off the, the real level of, of what's happening. Well said, Carrie. Uh, Patriot, um, you know, I don't I, I, I don't know how much time you guys have. We're coming up on the hour, but. Patriot, uh, please follow up with that because, uh, you know, you've got a great interview coming up and you've got, I'm sure, a lot more questions to ask. And it's it's um, it's a matter of our own discernment at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I look at it. I know that Carrie spoke to Mike Gill and I, I would imagine she would probably have him on again. You know, I mean, I think it's I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm presuming. But I mean, that's that's kind of the, the way that Carrie and I are so simpatico is that we believe in the free flow of information and that people need to make up their own minds about things. And again, I don't think that, uh, you know, Carrie has her viewpoint. I, I'm, I'm inclined to believe uh, more or less to be to be in agreement because this has been my guiding light for this entire journey that I've been on. And like I said, if, you know, I, I always keep the door open to possibilities. That's that's kind of where I'm coming from, is that I think it's naive to uh, to not at least consider what this man is saying. And again, use your own discernment and listen to, to various different people kind of 
filter through. I mean, it'll give you analysis and what they think, what their opinion is. And then ultimately you have to come to your own conclusions. I think that Mike Gill, like I said, he's universally acknowledged as being a key player. He's done incredible work. Nobody denies really the veracity of his story. Nobody denies his courage. Nobody denies the, the, the details of the information really that he's put out there up until recently. Now that he's, you know, basically, uh, you know, he's he's calling out all types of people in the Patriot community. And the way I look at it is, is that I've always said in the end, we're going to see how things shake out. Now, I, I do happen to think that if for whatever reason. Uh, my, uh, General Flynn does emerge as a candidate for president and Trump is sidelined, even if that is the optics uh, and that's not really the, the, the truth of what's going on. I think that that's going to cause a major, major problem in the Patriot community, because I think that there are just judging by the, the, the folks that I've, you know, my own perception, people that I've talked to, that there's a major distrust. And Kerry just spoke of it about General Flynn. I mean, we, we'd like to believe that he's a good guy. But well, look at the rallies, all, the, all these people rallying around him for, for, you know, for so long and all believing that this is this is a guy. Boy, that'll really that that might be the near death experience. <laughs> well, Juan has also talked about a gut punch, you know, and he says the gut punch was Trump getting arrested. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, that didn't feel like much of a gut punch to me. I almost kind of imagined that that was going to happen anyway. It just seemed like the logical move that they were going to make. I mean, Trump getting arrested in his mugshot for me. And I think for, for pretty much the entire Patriot community, nobody was like, Oh, that's a real gut punch. I mean, we were all celebrating the mugshot and talking about how badass it was and, and so forth. I mean, I, I kind of wonder if there is a play coming up where somehow it appears as if Trump has been maneuvered out of the race or it appears like me because that would be a gut punch to the Patriot community. And that's what I think I'm talking about is we recognize that this whole plan is not just simply about Donald Trump. We get that. Right. It's not it's never been about one man right. and Kerry, better than anyone can expound upon what's really at stake here. Uh, you know, zooming out to, to the largest levels of, of consciousness yeah. and perception. So we know it's not all about Trump. However, the Q movement and the Q drops all speak about they're all basically tied to Trump. And I think that there if, if Trump is maneuvered out and that sticks is what I'm saying. I mean, it's one thing if it's just an optics play or, a, you know, something going on where we don't really know what the strategy is. But if that's something that sticks, then I think it becomes a very different conversation because I don't see Flynn as being an individual who's going to uh be absorbed, you know, is going to absorb the, the truth of community and the patriot community at large. I just don't think he has the credibility because at best, he seems like he's playing both sides. And at a time when so many people feel like they've been lied to about everything and deceived about everything. I mean, unless we have a major, like a major pause that's been discussed where all of these, where all the chips are laid out and we, we can understand who Flynn really is, uh, then I, I think I, I see that as being very problematic. But again, to be fair, I also think that Mike Gill has a lot of questions that need answering as well. You know, like he says that basically that Trump is the only but the only one out there that's not corrupt. And I, I think that's impossible to believe, because if Trump was simply one man and he was like Batman and he was the only, un, you know, incorruptible guy and there was nobody around him and there was nobody protecting him, he would have been gone a long time ago. And how come Trump? I mean, if they could have gotten to him, I think we would probably all agree they would have a long time ago. If they could have, they would have. And the same thing I kind of I have to wonder, in all honesty, I mean, I again, not not trying to throw Mike Gill under the bus in any way, but just objectively speaking, I wonder how is it possible that he's been able to survive the deep state so many times 
I mean, it's one thing to get lucky once, but if you listen to his story, he's dodged, you know, probably literally and figuratively many, many bullets and managed to survive. So maybe that's some divine protection around him. I don't know. But that certainly raises a lot of questions. And another question as well that I think that Kerry kind of touched upon a little bit was who's feeding him information? Because he's definitely alluded to being given information. He's talking to people. And that's a really big question as well. Who's feeding him that information? Is he does somebody have his ear that perhaps is is sending him down the wrong direction and and, and manipulating him, knowing in the, the position that he's in? I mean, this is a guy who's I mean, if you believe his story, he's been on the run. He's living out of hotels. He's living with burner phones. I mean, he's had his entire life. He gave his entire fortune. Uh, you know, went into this, his, his kids' lives were threatened. I mean, you know, so you can understand the, the, the emotional place that Mike Gill is in. So, I mean, th there's something to be considered, I think, you know, th this is why I think it's important to ask him these questions, to have him on my platform. And see, that's the thing. A lot of people will say, well, how come you had Nino on and now you're going to have Mike Gill on? And it's like, as if, as if that's a bad thing. I mean, I want to hear, I mean, the truth is I didn't even bring up Mike Gill. In my interview with Nino, because the way I looked at it, he already publicly stated that what Mike Gill said took place in that conversation when Juan was on the phone with him and Nino was there. He said unequivocally that that did not take place, that those words were not spoken. Mike Gill says that that I mean, that, so it's kind of like a he said, she said situation here. You got to you know, you got one person's word over another, um, but he's making some pretty severe claims about what's going on. And I'm not going to get into it because everyone's probably already heard it, but, you know, not just saying that Juan is a bad guy, but taking it a step farther and, you know, basically widening it to, you know, participating in this whole evil network and, and really uh, child trafficking and the like. So, I mean, these are, these are some major, major claims to be making. And I think that, uh, you know, again, I think he deserves a platform to, to speak and for people to, to make up their own minds, I'm going to do the best I can to try to pin him down and ask him some specific questions, not not in a way to you know expose him, because I don't really know uh, what the truth is. And like I say, my allegiance is to the truth. That's it. It's it's not about supporting you know one side or the, or the other. And I think that we've got to we've got to ask questions. We've got to stay engaged in this conversation. We've got to kind of read the tea leaves as things progress into 2024. I think a lot of these questions are going to be a lot more clear as time goes on. But if people kind of, you know, and this is one of the things that Gil has said is that, you know, that, that there's keep giving you delays, 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 delays. And they're trying to basically run out the clock and have Flynn swoop in at the last moment. Hey, we're going to see. I think that, you know, we're coming up on a pivotal year. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, let me let me just kind of say this. There's a couple of statements out there. And I, one question for Carrie and, and um, was because she did mention this on, I think, with uh, on your last show, your interview. But uh the, the, the first one goes out to and says, um, it's more of a statement. Why isn't uh, Flynn ever at the, the Trump rallies? Well, you know, he, he Trump is Trump. You know, he travels and, and it's not it's you could say that about so many other people. And the other question or the actual question is, Carrie, uh, this has come from the community. Are you still going to have a roundtable with Nino and Juan? And, um, yeah. you know, what 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 happened with that? Well, what happened with that is that. Juan at first was traveling and secondly, uh, he's avoiding it. I mean, he could have, you know, Nino, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry okay? about this. Um, I had a, yeah, I had a cough. I had a cold that I caught a few days ago, but anyway, that Juan, okay. Nino 
the, okay, the, the round table idea was mine, but Nino set it up. So he, he arranged it in such a way because he's always in direct touch with Juan and Juan won't, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> Juan won't talk to me <laughs> anymore uh, directly. So I do text him constantly. I, you know, I even, you know, go after him <laughs> on text, but the bottom line is he won't talk to me directly because he told me to my face that I, he was afraid that I would make him break his security oath, that I have some kind of special power, whatever you want to call it, in making people that I talk to come out with things that they would, didn't plan to say that, that, and, you know, I've got 20 years of interviewing people, so I can't say he's wrong. I, I think Gene Decode thinks the exact same thing. Um, I don't mean to be <laughs> like that, okay, but I am very direct, and I do add two and two when I'm even on a show. And so if somebody says something that sounds off, I will go after that. And that's mm -hmm. part of the problem. If you're trying to cover stuff, if you're trying to be careful, you know, Juan, he does this thing where he goes through all these, um, you know, parables and, and religious style diatribes in, in part, I think, not only to s sort of beef up his point, whatever it happens to be, but also to hide. So when you're trying to hide, you, the last thing you want to do is talk to somebody who has the ability to see through the facade. And I really do. So I understand that's fine. My idea with the roundtable is that what I really wanted was Juan to talk about in more depth his statements saying that we have to take up arms because oh. that was a, a very loaded statement. It was sort of um, come, came out of for some of us out of nowhere. Um, and it also seemed to be backed by some idea that there would be some event that would happen that would require us to even go at a certain point. He said bunkers. We would have to go into bunkers. Now, what's a bunker? I mean, you need a bunker if you're going to be uh, showered with uh, radiation or something. You know what I'm saying? So what is that? thinking what kind of thing is that like an EMP is what you're thinking like whatever you know I, I don't look I can guess what he might be thinking yeah. I don't know yeah, yeah. I do know some of the remote viewers have looked forward into 2024 and seen an event some of them around April that could involve uh some you know I don't know meteors from the sky or some EMP or some light bearing objects that hit the earth in some form or fashion. And if you want to go into the future forecasting of the remote viewers that are quite well known with Dick Algeyer and his group, they have a whole website and there, you know, you can go and participate and, and listen to their various interviews and things they do. Um, so all I'm saying is that there's their predictions. I myself have had prophetic dreams that are coming true at this time. And I've just written a whole <laughs> sort of dialogue about some of the comments that Juan and Cliff High are making about such things. They are completely misled, in my opinion, and don't get it. They're not very enlightened in this way. But, you know, hey, everyone needs to learn. So what we're talking about is a future that we can't all lay it out and say exactly what's going to happen. And, and that's part of the challenge of it is to live through it. Right. So we will live through this. Um, 
the other question was something about Juan that somebody said before they wanted me to explain why Juan. I don't know what you were asking me. Oh, that was that was more for um, the people who are wanting to know why um, Mike Flynn is does not travel with Trump if he was going to be like it, it, it would be like okay. a support well, if anything okay, happens. There's a couple things to think about with this. Okay, how many of the top white hats are traveling with Trump when he's on stage? Okay, it's the same thing with when you have your top officers. You put them all in a plane together? No. Okay, that would be absolutely insane. So you would never do that. So it's probably partly to make sure that they are both safe under all circumstances, because not not everything can be foreseen, even by their AI. So that's one thing. The other thing is that although I hear that they're good friends, there is reason to believe that underneath that friendship, there is some animosity, whatever it happens to be. You know, you can, again, do your own psychoanalysis of the characters involved. But there is a reason. It's not like there's no reason for him not to show up in the same time and place as Trump. But if I was running the White Hats, I can assure you I wouldn't have them show up the same place because General Flynn does have a fairly front uh, sort of a motivational uh, role to play. And he seems to be, personally, I think, taking orders and doing certain things. And those things are critical. And so, you know, again, keeping the narrative on a certain even keel, making sure that their top officers are safe um, and so on and so forth. So this is is also what's going on. Excellent, excellent information. I totally agree with you on all that. The only thing that I, I disagree with at this time is a lot of these big channels, a lot of people who have a big voice out there, as both of you guys do. And it seems like that there's a lot of there's no other way to put it. A lot of um, disagreement, a lot of things that are coming out. It's just like, you know, we the people are tired and we're exhausted. But it seems like the ones out there are, are losing their shit. And it's, it's crazy what we're actually seeing out there. We don't want to see this. I don't have one of the largest platforms out there, but I've been around a long time. So I'm slow and steady and moving through this uh, movement, if you will. But the, at the same time, uh, I just think that we all need to, you know, come to unity, you know, and, and, and that's really what this is all about. Uh, Carrie, you happened to be talking in your last interview when you said everything is a polarity. And I haven't heard that in a long time. I learned that early on in my spirituality. Yeah, yin and yang, you know, male, female. And I think that some of that has to be brought back in. To the to spirituality of all of it, it's kind of like I think a lot of people are in their egos, they're in their head too much, and you know, and I think one tries to bring a lot of people back into that spirituality with a, it seems like more of the religious aspect of it. There are there are a lot of different slots for a lot of different people to follow who they need to follow, and that's exactly what everyone has been doing. But we don't need to go to the point where we're pointing fingers and saying this and this and that. I just think it needs to come to a halt moving into 2024. Well, I, I think that, yes, that's true, but I also think it's important to um, kind of call a spade a spade, if you will. So I have avoided naming names oftentimes. Uh, I have just done so because when something is that critical and someone is misleading the public on certain very important principles of what it means to be human, even, you understand, it's not just about patriot this and patriot that. No, this is about what it means to be human and understanding. The Illuminati have made their whole careers based on 
uh, belittling humanity, okay? By taking, not taking them seriously, by laughing at them, by, by making them not become more psychic, by telling them not to follow their intuition and not to follow their dreams and to, you know, watch television and drink beer and, and, you know, these kinds of superficial actions. So I just wrote a, a, a post saying, you know, the kingdom of heaven is within. I don't know how fucking more plain you can be about it. You know, I mean, it's, it's within each of us. Okay. It's not within the lamp over there. Are they, although it could be, but for God's sake, it's in each of us. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's stop limiting humans and what they're really made of and what their potential is. And so I, that's one of my, you know, I guess you might say uh, trigger items to make sure that that doesn't get put out there by these certain people that are putting themselves up as uh, authorities in some form or fashion. <laughs> and I think, you know, just because you have expertise in one area doesn't mean, you know, fuck all about some of, you know, what a human is all about. So just wanting to say that uh, I do think but that this is the reason why you want this round table. Everybody is bringing something that they have a forte to, to the table. And this is what we need to see. And I totally I, understand well, I that. Do some round tables with or without one. I would, I would think that we could certainly arrange that if my colleagues out there would be willing, some are willing and some are probably not some, some are just like Juan and, uh, and certain people don't want to talk to me because they're afraid of me, <laughs> literally. Uh, you know, it's insane. But if other people want to have, you know, uh, less, I don't know, contentious roundtables, that's all good, too. I mean, I I do want to encourage dialogue among us. And I, I you know, I, I honor your platform. I honor Patriot's platform. I try to bring, bring people together behind the scenes. I've been doing that, that for many years. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's great to have more voices all the time that can, you know, speak to the concerns of the people. And I do think that, um, some of these people who want to put themselves up as leaders need to also hold the mirror to themselves and, and, and maybe double check what, what they're really, you know, putting out because, it's a problem for the white hats that they have become so much like a secret society mm -hmm. that they have been that hard to deal with the same way. And in a certain sense, they've be almost become like the enemy as far as humanity is concerned. Yeah. Carrie, what a lot of people are saying out there are some of these channels, it's almost cold, like, you know, it, it, and that's what it's appearing to people. And we need to, we need to, that's an illusion. We need to break that down. I hope that, and if I can help you in any way of bringing people together in, in a round table, it, it will just give everybody um, a reason to, to open their minds a little bit wider in, in understanding um, from whatever perspective is, is being given out there. Please continue to try to get that round table, Carrie, because I think if anyone could do it, you and Patriot can do it. OK, thank you. Uh, well, Patriot, I mean, do you, do you want to say anything about what's going forward, because I think we're covering Mike Gill quite a bit here, but I'm not sure that it's more that he is raising certain issues. You know, he's a wonderful whistleblower. He has absolutely, you know, airtight case uh, against the Illuminati and against the cabal, no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, when is this stuff going to come forward and in what form? So I personally don't think it's going to come forward with Trump on trial. 
in a in a standoff in a in a courtroom because I think the people who run those courts will not allow it. But if it's allowed, that would be brilliant. Okay, bring on the EBS, bring on anything that is going to start to out the, these secrets. And you know, look, I specialize in whistleblower testimony. I've been interviewing whistleblowers for 20 years. I can tell you, Mike Gill is the tip of the iceberg. Believe it or not. And most people don't even want to hear the real truth about our world. Patriot, what would you say to that? I would agree. I mean, quite honestly, I, I mean, you know, um, Janine, you talked about unity. And that's something that, you know, I mean, I think, Carrie, you may have, uh, have used that same word, you know, coming together. I mean, the way that I look at it is that we have to have a, a lot of unity is based around truth. Right. So you, you can't really have you can't expect that you're going to have unity full, you know, in, in the idealistic sense, if you've got so much disinformation going around out there and you've got people. And I think, Carrie, this is sort of central to what you've been talking about for a long time in, in terms of being critical of the White Hat's approach, because so little in the way of truth gets out to the patriot community that it 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 creates this environment. It's like a breeding ground for division, because if you're not really coming forward with the truth, and you're not showing people what's actually going on for whatever reason. And we all understand the tactics. We've gone through this many, many times and we get it. But there's a flip side to that. And the flip side to that is that people are confused. And when people are confused, then it's very easy for other people to infuse different narratives in. Now, sometimes those narratives might actually be legitimate and worth listening to. Like in, in the case of Mike Gill, that happens to me, my viewpoint. Do I think that we should only focus on what Mike Gill is saying to the detriment of everything else? No, of course not. I think that we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can listen to what he has to say and, you know, we can compare it to what everybody else is saying out there and we can make up our own minds. And, and ultimately, I agree with Kerry that moving forward, I mean, there's no way to predict how this is all going to play out. We don't know how the, the attacks are going to come, what the scare event is going to be, when the financial crash is going to happen at this point. I mean, and I, I, I tend to agree with what Juan O'Savin said. It's like we're all in the car in the back seat with the with the drunk driver in the front. You know what I mean? And it's like to a certain degree, you know, we're like we're, we're headed toward a crash of some kind. The question is, is it going to be a controlled demolition or crash or, or a collision, if you will? Or is it going to just be a head on collision and we're, you know people are going to be flying through the windshields and it's going to really be horrific and ugly? Now, I happen to think that it's going to be a lot more controlled than what's being put out there in the narrative space right now, even by one. And I think that has to do with tactical. There are tactical reasons for that. One of them might just happen to be emboldening the enemy if, if they think that, for example, the military is not going to be there and that it's just going to be open season on all of these people. I mean, Juan has talked about not just forget about the interview with he did with Nino, but I mean, he, he did some other interviews on other shows where he went into some pretty graphic detail about, you know, pe women being raped and, you know, uh, people taking over houses. And, you know, I mean, uh, you, you can use your imagination, go back, but you don't have to. You can listen to what Juan has to say. So I think that there's a certain element of that being drummed up for what reason exactly. I don't know. But I'm not really inclined to believe that we're headed into a situation where it's just going to be the citizens of this country having to rise up and, and suddenly get organized and suddenly have to fight off millions and millions of, of armed invaders amidst the financial crash, amidst uh, you know a nuclear standoff, amidst an EMP, uh, God knows what else, a false flag invasion, alien invasion. Uh, to think that, I mean, I mean, look, it all goes back to the Q drops for me. 
And that's always been one of the things that it's not all that I listen to and look at, but it's in, in so many ways, it's what I compare information to. And Q is very, very clear. Think logically. The only way is the military. And it talked about, you know, that, that there is going to be a scare event. The, these things have to happen only at the precipice. Are people going to find the willingness to change? So these things are consistent with what, with what Juan has talked about. But this idea that the military is going to just be basically extracted and defanged, and we're going to be left to our own devices. Uh, I think that that could, and this was really my main uh, point that I wanted to bring up as far as that roundtable, if it ever does happen, is how is that categorically and fundamentally different from finding ourselves in a civil war, which is the, the exact reason that they didn't sign the Insurrection Act and go in the direction that Juan talked about. Because if you're talking about millions of people, uh, you know, fighting in the streets, to me, it, it becomes a, an issue of semantics at that point, you know, so you call it a revolutionary war if you want, you can call it a civil war if you want. But, you know, states could secede from the union, interstate commerce could stop, the leftists could get involved. I mean, it, it could become, by definition, it could devolve into a civil war. Now, they say that they've got their AI and their supercomputers that have gamed all of this out. I'd like to believe all that, but like even, you know, Kerry has pointed out, there are a lot of things that could go wrong. A lot of things can go sideways. There are always different variables and things could change. So I don't think that that's the path that we're being led down. I really don't see it that way. Do I believe that we're going to have to take up arms to a certain degree when all of this happens to make sure that we're protecting our loved ones and our families and so forth? Do I think that the military can be everywhere all at once? Of course not. And I've always believed that that's the reason that we have guns. That's the reason why we, you know, we're an armed society so that it, something like this happens, that we have the ability to defend ourselves. So I think there's going to be a, a kinetic element to this, but I don't think it's going to be. And I've reflected a lot on this, uh, you know, in talking to Nino and, the, and, and Carrie behind the scenes as well. I don't think that it's going to be a scenario where we're going to be left largely to our own devices like Nino talked about. And we're going to be the military. Uh, so what, I, what about I, technologies that we're not even aware of at this? You know, there's a lot that we don't even know about military technologies or, or things that they have come up with in, in the last three or four years that we've talked about this. So there's there's going to be an element of surprise. It could be the good. It could be the bad or it could be the ugly. And they also control the SATCOMs from inside of uh, NORAD, from Cheyenne Mountain. And that's one thing that, that Juan has been very, very clear about. That that's, you know, if Trump did everything else wrong, that's the one thing he did right was he locked down Cheyenne Mountain and he did it in a way that they never saw it coming. They had just finished the, re the renovations there. It was like a two year project. He went in there. They thought it was just going to be a public you know PR thing where they were just going to take photos and so forth. And then all of a sudden he just walked out and announced, you know, we might actually be at war. And, you know, he shut the whole thing down and prevented everything from being hacked from the outside. And as he explains, and I think it's pretty logical. I mean, you can't even, like you said, you can't even run a, a modern Jeep without satellites nowadays. So it would really cripple the ability of any kind of organized attack. But then again, I mean, if we're talking about, you know, millions and millions of people, um, you know, it, 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 there, there are a lot of different ways that that could go sideways. Even if they're not in communication coordination with each other, they could be just running around trying to cause as much chaos and and kill as many people as possible. So do I, I mean, I don't like to get into the whole fear porn thing. I really don't, because in the end of the day, I've always believed that we're fundamentally going to be okay. I'm not saying that nobody's going to die. I'm not saying there's not going to be any fighting. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's going to be a cakewalk and that all of this is just, you know, we're going to get through it unscathed, like I said before. But at the end of the day, I really do believe that this plan is decades in the making. Kerry alluded to it. This goes back to even before Kennedy. Uh, but the modern iterate, the modern iteration, excuse me, uh, certainly was after the assassination of Kennedy. 
And you have to think logically to yourself that this has been a, de- a plan that's decades in the making, that it involves a vast, vast array of people and players that we don't even know about, quite frankly. And, uh, you know, who's playing roles to what degree? I've even thrown out the possibility that Mike Gill could be playing a role right now, too. I mean, the reality is we just simply don't know, you know, and, and I'm willing to keep my for me, I think unity. Right. And, and going back to my point about unity and then I'll end my comments on this. But I think that so much of unity is based upon truth until we have that truth. Mm-hmm. I think the best that we can do as far as unity goes is to be open minded and to listen to what other people are saying. I'm not suggesting that, you know, you, you shouldn't use your own discernment. I'm, in fact, explaining that's exactly what you should do. But in my viewpoint, um, you know, there are certain individuals out there that I don't really pay attention to. They're just not on my radar. But if something is on my radar, I believe at a spiritual level. And, and Janine, you've t- kind of talked about the spiritual element of the war, Carrie, you have as well, that I believe there's a reason for that. There's a, you know, my, my, my spirit is being drawn to that information for a reason. That right. doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be the truth, but I do believe it's something that I'm being led to explore that is going to eventually lead me closer to the truth. And sometimes you have to go over these, you know, these road bumps, you have to go down these paths and you realize that you're, you know, you're, you're not really getting anywhere, but that's the way I approach my analysis. And that's my, my overall outlook of into the future. I think that 2024 is a deciding year. We simply cannot be having the same conversation we're having now at the end of 2024. I mean, it's just we've gotten to the point where something has got to give. And I think that we're getting really, really close. Yeah, definitely agree. You know, there's like I said, all pieces to the puzzle or spirituality. We have to go within uh, like, you know, Carrie is saying, and it starts there. We don't look outside of ourselves for any of the answers. We have to go within. And that is whatever your own spirituality or whoever your creator is or whatever it might be. And, um, you know, I, I've been preaching that for the last four years on my show. And I think a lot of people already are aware of that. But then they could it, it's always it's almost like uh, we talk about the matrix mindset. There's always one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix. Right. And we're all just trying to get our footing to, you know, to line up. And, and if it's going to depend on the information, uh, you're going to be lost. You'll be pulled back into the uh, matrix mindset. You have to rely on your own intuition and your own radar that's going on in the inside and uh, do whatever it is that you have to do to get aligned on a daily basis. And you keep the good ones around you. You keep your family around you. You, you know, you, you watch who you need to watch. And I, I just want to say to both of you here, I don't know if we're wrapping it up, um, but I just want to say thank you both so much for, for being here. I knew it was going to be excellent energy having you both on this channel and uh, widening and helping people think a little bit more constructive, if you will. And let, you know, stop. If you see something uh, that is so ugly, just stop watching it, close it, turn it off. Get away from the technology, get back to to Mother Nature, and then you'll feel aligned again where you need to be aligned into uh, who you truly are. Uh, Carrie, any closing words for anybody? No, uh, I I think those are both great statements. Um, I have to go along with both of them. And I I do want to say, you know, please do realize that um, you can look within to get an inner truth. Uh, that will actually go beyond what we call information. You know, information is just one level. So it goes information, you know, knowledge and wisdom. Okay, so what we really want to do is attain wisdom. And I think in order to get that far, you're going to have to go, you're going to have to leave the, the politics on the ground eventually and go within and make your own inner choices. 
Uh, if you're faced with an adversary, if they've got a gun in their hand, at that point, it's, you know, it's your decision. You decide what to do and how to handle it. And if you want to anticipate that or you want to prepare for that, then that's your choice as well. So, you know, I think it's important to, you know, we're living in a very um, sort of action packed time and everyone's predicting all sorts of things for 2024. I think people are quite on edge and excited. Um, I don't think it's all bad. You know, I think this is us by the way, taking back our world. Okay. And this has to happen. We need to take back our world. You can see where it's headed otherwise. Yeah, that that's, that's perfect. That, that That is beautifully said because of the fact that we keep saying this is a movie. Well, you guys, every move that you make is, is you're in a scene here and it's up to you to make that conscious choice of whether or not where you want to go with your next, uh, your next line, if you will in all of this and in each and every one of us are a beacon of light and we are all here for a particular reason. I truly believe that we picked this time to witness this because as Juan always said, God's already won. And a lot of people say, well, if he's already won, why, you know, you know, why do we have to, you know, go through this? We have to go through, we have to see it. You don't read a book from the back to the uh, forward, even though I'm told that that's the way that this movie is actually going. But we have to all witness and go through this again so it doesn't ever happen again. Um, I'm going to let Patriot wrap it up here. I want to say thank you, Carrie, so much. I do appreciate both of you. And uh, go ahead, Patriot. Well, thank you again, Janine, for having me on. It's it's such an honor to be on. I mean, I, I talked to Carrie, but this is the first time that we've done uh, kind of this this sort of format, which is kind of cool. Normally, uh, I ask Carrie the questions and, uh, you know, she she just goes ahead and 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 lays it all out for us. So this was a really uh, it was a fun experience. And I, I agree. I think that going within is something that all of us have had to do along the way of this journey, because mm -hmm. there's simply no other way to navigate all of this information. If you're if you're only functioning at a cognitive level and you're being pulled around in all these different directions and you want to know what the truth is, I guess there's really only two choices. I mean, some people kind of burn out and they just detach and they say, all right, I don't want to have any part of this. But if you're committed to this journey, I think you have to have that spiritual development be at your core and, and really what guides you. I mean, I, I I came into this and I told everybody right from the beginning that I'm just an ordinary person. I'm here. Uh, not to fool anyone, deceive anyone. I'm simply here to pursue the truth and to share that experience of the great awakening with everyone. And, and, and in essence, that was really my mission. And that hasn't changed. And I think for me personally, I, I, I know Carrie's got a long history and a background. There are a lot of people that I have on my show who, for that reason, and that's one of the big reasons that everyone wants to see them is because they've got that you know big body of work and many years of experience and all of this different knowledge and information. I don't come to the table with that. What I come to the table with is, yes, an analytical ability, an ability to articulate. But ultimately, uh, I see my view, uh, my role in this is to reflect the viewpoints uh, of really my audience as a whole. And, uh, you know, it's part of part of my journey is, I think, navigating both of those things. You know, it's like I have my own instincts and I, I, I trust those instincts, but I also recognize like, you know, this this whole scenario we've been talking about tonight, whether it's real, whether it's not, whether it's true or whether it's false, it's getting a lot of attention in the community. People have a lot of questions. They have a lot of concerns. And, you know, Carrie, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that the way that you laid it out, talking about this, you know, the, the way that the White Hats are waging this war is it's not necessarily all that difficult to understand, I think, if you've been studying it. But for a lot of folks out there, it's like they just you know, they, they just 
are so confused with all these different narratives and they, 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 they're getting to the point now where, and I think this is another indication that we're at the very end in the final phases, uh, but they're getting to the point where, you know, they, they're just kind of, they've lost the ability to, to, to navigate through all this information because they're just, you know, they're so exhausted. They're so battle fatigued. And I think that so many of us are falling into that category. So for us as leaders in the movement, I think it's important that, you know, we, we maintain, our high frequency that we maintain this uh, conversation and we continue to communicate with each other. We continue to, you know, to delve into topics and explore different viewpoints that, you know, a lot of people may uh, object to. And again, they may be false at the end of the day. I've talked to people in, in two and a half years, I've had conversations with certain individuals that I really haven't felt the need to revisit. You know, I went down that road. I spoke to that person. I didn't really feel like there was anything there. And so I went in a different direction. You know, is that going to be the case with with any, you know, any of the people that I interview in the future? I don't know. But that's right. the thing is like being comfortable in the not knowing and being spiritually mm-hmm. grounded enough to know to, to say, I don't know. But that's the whole point. That's the whole reason that I'm on this journey and to stay grounded in that. And I think a lot of the things that you talked about, you know, being able to step away from time to time from the information to uh, to really rest, to give yourself, you know, because I think this year, regardless of how it goes down, 2024, I mean, everything that we think we've seen up until this point, my my view on it is it's all just been an appetizer, an aperitif, and that the, the main course, whatever, whatever is going to transpire, the big, the big kahuna is going to be in 2024. So I would just, you know, tell everyone out there, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, my message has not changed. I still have faith in this plan. I st- I've always had faith in this plan. I've always believed that we're going to get to the other side of this and that the white hats are not only do they exist, but they've been functioning at levels and doing things behind the scenes that most of us, we can't even begin to comprehend. And I think the, this is the year that we're going to learn about a lot of these things. But I, I would also just say in closing, I, tempering that with, and I've been very consistent about this, is that at the end of the day, whenever the truth does finally come out, that really is what's going to unify people. And Kerry has talked about this many, many times. You know, this, if you want to unify people, you tell them the truth. Some people may not accept it, but if you can prove it, which we know the White Hats can, and I believe that Mike Gill is a part of that. But if, you, if you've got them and Trump has told us we've got them, I caught the swamp, I caught them all. I don't think it's wrong for the people to say, all right, show your cards. Let's see, yeah. see what you finally got here, because this can't we all know that this can't go on forever. So I'll just leave it at that. And thank you, Janine. I really appreciate it. God bless your audience. And Carrie, wonderful to see you. I hope you have a safe trip home. Thank you. Yeah, God, God bless both of you. Carrie, I so appreciate everything that uh, you're doing. You are a world traveler. You've been a pioneer. I always said this about you. You're a pioneer and uh, a strong woman and keep doing what you're doing because um, the first time I saw you gave me a lot of encouragement to get up there. I was so deathly afraid to interview you the first time. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to live through it, but I did. And here you are back again. Um, I want to wish both of you a happy new year and safe travels, Carrie, and, uh, you know, safe safety for everybody in 2024. God bless and uh, good night. And now we turn the page. Bye, Thank everybody. you. Thank bye you, Janine. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.